0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. ladies and gentlemen you are listening to pain.tv slash gold i am dustin gold and this is the dustin gold standard folks Thank you for jumping over to Apple Podcasts, leaving a five-star review and a comment. I really appreciate that. It is helping tremendously. And to all you folks who join Payne.tv Gold to get the video free, uh, I mean, the ad-free video version of this podcast and the Thomas Payne Podcast, we thank you for that. Commander Payne sent over um, some numbers going, wow, you had a lot of people sign up for both the Hotwire and the uh, premium subscription. So I really do appreciate that. Thank you, folks. It does help. And um, I hope you're enjoying that. We're working on a number of things. Just bear with me that I'm going to be doing over there as premium content. I'm just trying to work out... um, I don't know, Michael will eventually talk about it publicly, but he's been battling the technocrats behind the scene that control all the technology that we're forced to use to be able to broadcast the show and put out the podcast, so I'll let him talk about that, I won't get into that, but so, some of the things I want to do over there, we've just had to hold off on while they're working on other stuff, it's a small staff, I mean, it's a little independent media company, so we're not backed by any big guys, we don't have any partnerships with anybody, so... We are just working behind the scenes, but there's some premium stuff I want to start doing there and being able to do some live streams, and we're going to try to work out that tech over the next couple of weeks. But let me just tell you this. A uh, couple of things, a couple pieces of intelligence that I picked up while I was at Um, this picnic of which I share stuff with you from our doula, which is the woman we hired who's basically like a professional coach uh, for my wife uh, who works independent of the midwifery. But I share stuff with you guys. Uh, A couple of things. One, I met this fascinating, fascinating woman who said she will come on the show. She has been into homeopathy for... 11 years. She's got three beautiful kids. And she now just, uh, the last year, completed a course, a professional course on homeopathy. And she's looking at starting a consulting business within this natural life community. So that is awesome to see that there are people alive and well right now that are delving deep into this natural world. Uh, Living one foot out of the matrix, and now they're learning this stuff and they're going to bring it to more people, so that's great. And I said to her, I will be your first client if you start the consulting business. How about right now? I will pay you for one hour of your time to give me the dummies course on homeopathy. I've read a little bit about it over the years, I know the basics, but I said, I want to get the dummies guide course of where to start. And she said, Oh, I will do that for free. And I said, Listen. I don't want you to do it for free. I want to be your first client. So you always remember me. So I said, you know what? Why don't you come on the show and you could discuss this and kind of launch your little consulting business when you're ready. And so fantastic woman. Fantastic. I mean, just just brilliant. And so um, she is going to come on. I'm going to work that out. Uh, Second thing I wanted to mention Uh, I got in an in-depth conversation with one of our midwives who actually has a lot of experience. She's traveled around the world doing uh, midwifery services and was working out of Baltimore before she came and started working in this area with this group. And so we were talking about the synthetic wombs. And yes, folks, she was wowed about how much I knew that she did not know, which is pretty scary (laughs) that I would know more about this stuff. But if you've been taking the information that you've been getting, from this show the Dustin and gold standard and talking to friends and relatives about it i hope they're wowed that you know so much too because i think we're in the top one percentile now of people that know about synthetic wombs and designer babies but she was telling me they actually had a couple of clients uh, at the midwifery who came to them at first for consulting because they were doing the in vitro through a company like orchid biosciences that we reviewed here on the show where they were doing all this genetic testing on the parents and then fertilizing the various embryos in the petri dish and then testing those and then killing the ones that uh, were going to have the most chance of of adopting some of the parents you know bad traits like irritable bowel disease and then basically planting it back in them but in the process they were told by these mad scientists and engineers these technocratic transhumanists that They wanted to like schedule their c section for 40 weeks out, right? And so they said, What do you mean, c section? They said, Oh, yeah, we're just going to use you as an incubator, basically, but you can't really handle growing that baby inside you. So then we're going to remove it at a certain point, which would be well before the 40 weeks, and basically put the baby in an incubator to continue to be grown. And so I said, Are you serious? And she said, Yeah. So a couple of them had come to us because they were freaked out by the attitude of the doctors. And we said to them, no, you can grow the baby. We can deliver it at home. And so actually both couples ended up signing up with the midwifery to do the home birth, even though they had to get the baby through in vitro. But they said um, it was kind of weird because these people that sort of went a designer baby route, they actually picked some of the traits they wanted their baby to have. Then at home, they also had all these like embroidered clothes with the initials of the baby. Everything was like already customized for the child and they said it was like kind of strange and she said to me i know what you're talking about where there's no like magic in it because it was so planned um it was like everything was planned down to the last you know tiny thread of a sock that the baby was gonna wear so The point of that was that designer baby in vitro, you know, selecting embryos stuff is out there, uh, in the real world. So when we're talking about it here, it's not just in article form. I mean, it's real. The other thing I wanted to mention, because we heard this from our doula, uh, who does training, um, to people like us on if we have to deal with the hospitals, God forbid, um, how they operate and their immediate going to try to push you into a c-section and so we met a couple of couples that ended up in situations where they had to do a c-section because the baby was breached the midwives tried to deliver it but once basically the mom runs out of steam and they can't push or they can't turn the baby then the midwives uh they have to turn it over to the hospital so they bring you to the hospital and immediately upon arriving they say c-section and then the hospitals uh shut out the midwife and the doula they don't let them in the c-section room in some cases the uh, spouse the father or whatever is allowed in the operating room but the doula and the midwives are shut out and basically pushed out of the situation if you're delivering naturally in a birthing room then generally they are allowed to stay but if it goes c-section they are not and so you as the father like or me would be in the room really only having information based on what i've researched myself which is probably more than than most people um but i'm not you know some healthcare expert i would rather have the doula or the midwife in the room because if the doctors were going to do something wrong or something terrible they'd be able to step in and stop that from occurring okay and then the last thing i wanted to mention was that uh the cost of this for anyone who's interested obviously i'm not shilling or promoting this midwifery service because they only operate within you know 25 miles of where we're located but at the end of the day it ended up costing us about six thousand dollars and then it was about two hundred dollars for the birthing pool that you rent from them uh if you want to do a water birth which is giving worth to the birth to the baby in water and there's If you read about it, there's a lot of benefits to the mom. There's buoyancy uh, because the mom is struggling with the muscles trying to hold up the belly at the same time the muscles trying to push out the child. And so in the water, you're more relaxed. The belly kind of floats, so you don't have to worry about that, and you're focused on the pushing. There's benefits for the baby as it comes out of this warm water inside the mom. Its first entrance into the world is into warm water. And so the baby generally does not take... A breath while it's underwater. It has sensors and its nose, so when it hits the air, it takes its first breath. So you're able to guide the baby out under the water and then bring it up into the air. And there's a book that we had read, written in the 1970s, called Birth Without Violence. I'm going to actually read that book as a whole episode soon, uh, because whether you're having a child or not, it is a beautiful book. And if everyone read it, we'd probably live in a much more peaceful, natural. World. So it was about $6,000 for that, and then it was $1,000 for the doula. Now our insurance. We hired a company that the midwives recommend. They take a few percentage points on it. But basically, they fight the insurance company and they try to recover money. So we're told that we're possibly going to get back three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 of the $6,000. So if we don't, though, if we got nothing, I would say it was the best investment I've ever made in my life. Because my wife is so comfortable. She knows all the midwives. No matter who ends up on call the day that she gives birth, that comes to her house, she's already built a friendship with them. There's been uh, yeah, one situation, it wasn't an emergency, where she had a question in the middle of the night, and she's able to text them. I mean, we had three midwives. One is, uh, was a nurse, uh, and then two other midwives, and they were answering questions during the middle of the night. So you can't get that from a doctor. And uh, for that alone and the fact that they're going to do it in our home and that if we have to go to the hospital, they come with you and they are there to guide you through the whole process. Plus they do about six weeks of uh, post-birth care. So they come and they help you with the baby. They check on it. And so it's been fantastic. Plus all of the information I picked up that I share with you is intelligence from them. But even if I wasn't doing the show, I would learn so much. Plus now this family, this community they introduced us to of all these people. That we are gaining knowledge from, I mean, priceless, really, priceless. So, if you're looking at having a kid, or your kid is looking at having a, uh, giving birth to your grandchild coming up, strongly, highly recommend. Going and at least interviewing some of the midwifery services around you. Now, state by state, there's different laws and regulations, and so you'll have to work through that on your own. But if you have an opportunity to find a midwifery, I would ask questions in line with some of the things I just told you about. Uh, and see if they have the same sort of set of principles and values and morals and ethics that this group does. Again, folks, this 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 is all about walking the walk, not just talking the talk. This is all about being gold-pilled, which is bigger than the white pill. The white pill is actually admitting the black pill that all this horrible stuff is happening but the white pill is that it doesn't matter you could do something about it and I've said the gold pill here just creating a new name but the gold pill is actually now getting off your butt and doing it and that's what we've been focusing on farming this year buying from only organic farms sourcing our meat from the cleanest sources as possible stepping out of the hospital institutional healthcare system into the midwifery working with with a group of people trying to meet people that we share the same values and principles and love of natural life. So that is all about walking the walk, folks. You can do it. It's not that hard. I've been doing it. My wife's been doing it. And uh, it has been one of the best feelings in the world to know that you can so quickly build a network of like-minded folks who are there to support you today we exchange phone numbers with a lot of people and it was very amazing all right when we get back dr charles morgan iii you listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at TV slash gold Or listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here, right here on Payne.tv slash gold, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, one other thing before we start this video up on Charles Morgan II, old Chucky Boy is that last night, folks, I was up until 3 in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I guess I'm getting prepared for the baby coming, but I couldn't sleep. And so I was doing a lot of research into the history of technocracy and trying to piece together some of the information that I've collected over the years and fill in the blanks and fill in some holes so that we could put this together into a multiple-part series coming up uh in the next week or so and so i found some fascinating uh pieces uh and some authors who've written about this over the years i've reached out to them to see if i can get them as guests because i would much rather have a discussion with them than just review their papers uh one of them told me he doesn't really speak publicly on the topic but he wrote a great piece against the concept of uh technocratic communism and so what we found here, folks, is that there's different sort of iterations of technocracy. And technocracy generally, uh, as the term was coined, is ruled by scientists and engineers. And so what they want, what they believe, is that sort of the, the liberal democracy representative government is inefficient. And so scientists and engineers, uh, not elected, by the way, should rule over the planet sort of a one world government but they'll take it county by county if they can they'll take it state by state they'll take it country by country and so they want the scientists and the engineers to rule over society and basically control the means of production The means of distribution of goods to you and I, the means of labor. So they develop schedules to keep sort of uh, industry moving 24 seven, and then they will be in charge of distributing uh, the goods. Yes, it sounds like communism, but it's run by the scientists and engineers. And everything is about streamlining society and making it equitable. And this goes back 100 years. And so then there's been sort of concepts of technocratic communism, technocratic socialism, technocratic uh, populism. And they utilize populism, really, uh, which was popular through uh, Steve Bannon in modern years uh, Donald Trump's chief advisor uh, for part of his presidency and his campaign and so, and chief strategist but populism they use because they try to gin up the people to say that the people are going to make the decisions which ends the concept of representative government. Now whether you agree with representative government doesn't matter. We'll get into this in a future show and talk uh, political ideology and philosophy but the idea is to gin up the public and get them on board with their ideas, their needs, their wants being driven right into what would be then managed by the technocratic system. And so in populism, though, the will of the people only represents one will okay so there's no more individualism so the decision is made that the people's will is x and then the technocracy the scientists and engineers and the technologies like artificial intelligence robotics and such that they use to implement that uh, will of the people is then put into motion and so one of the big things that i'm looking at that no one has written about yet and i've been writing about the last six months sort of in secret is this new uh, philosophy that I call technocratic Transhumanism, which is going to be this rule uh, over the people, utilizing artificial intelligence and prison planet technology, driving people into the metaverse, but run by these transhumanists who one are going to elevate themselves as they believe to a level of god status uh, that they will be these cyborg, you know, creatures half living in the real world, half living inside of the cyber world. Uh, Um, as ray kurzweil and the rest of them we've reviewed here talk about and then the rest of the people are going to be turned into some sort of cyborg slave and that only makes sense okay in the technocratic model because everything is looked at from a standpoint of streamlining society utilizing the technology developed by the scientists and engineers. And so if the scientists and engineers want to continue to streamline society, why would they not streamline humanity itself? They believe humans are inefficient and they always are looking to try to perfect and streamline. So this is where the concept of creating these transhumanists, transhumans, transhumans, the merger of man and machine only makes the system more efficient in their eyes. Do you understand that? It only makes the system more efficient in their eyes. So if the people are plugged in through what we reviewed called the Internet of Bodies uh, into the Internet of Things, which is all the smart devices, then the whole system in their eyes works in unison. And therefore, it's one technological system that the scientists and engineers can tweak you know, by their control panel, whatever it is that's going to control this system. And so last night I'm reading all these articles about the different philosophies over the years, and there's so many authors that have written about this, there's not one right answer. Everything is disjointed. It's not like there's one centralized command in the theory. But based on what I'm seeing now and the stuff we've covered here, is they're moving into this technocratic transhumanist model, which is going to be the merger of everything, which falls right into line with the World Economic Forum's Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is the merger of the physical, biological, and Digital worlds. And so that is the new technocratic empire they are trying to create. So it's this technocratic transhumanism. And so I'm going to be working on expanding this theory, this thesis I have, uh, based on the work we've already done and hundreds of shows I have planned into building this out and explaining it to you, because I just see that, Too many other people in this sort of niche that talks about this type of stuff may not be understanding or seeing the big picture and then eventually uh i may be able to with this show with the dustin gold standard maybe get a seat at the table and be able to get some of these people on as guests and go on their shows and talk about this because i think it is important to try to understand where this is actually going and if that's the direction it's going um, there are people that you're going to be able to wake up with this message because there are people that are not going to agree with this. But I have to take all the work we've done and be able to boil this down into sort of, uh, let's say, Thomas Paine, right? Thomas Paine's common sense. So we have to have some abridged version of maybe a full book or this full series, this masterclass, whatever, uh, that nice person wrote about this because then we need a dummies guide, you know, a 10-page manual on this is what the elites, this is what the power brokers are trying to build around us. Do you agree with this? If not, we need to speak out against it and at the same time work on being able to remove ourselves from this world that they're trying to build. And I will say – Within the community that we built, like I told you, this community we're forming, this family we're forming around us, even those people who are into homeopathy who are into the natural birth who are into uh you know self-healing and everything they don't even know what this is now in their life they're making moves to remove themselves from the system because they don't trust the system or they had bad experiences with the system but they don't actually understand what the system is i also believe there are a lot of people left that were uh part of maga were part of the trump movement that are people that say don't tread on me or people that That scream about constitutional rights or liberty and freedom, but then they get drawn back into the system, or trusting that there's someone in government who's going to save them, thanks to QAnon and other things like that, uh, other psychological operations, or they just want to sit back and hope there's a white knight coming who's going to rescue all of us, and I just don't think that's the case. But I do think we can pull those people onto our side and say, look, the reason why X, Y, and Z is going on, the reason why BLM and TIFA, this uh, really Um, sort of extreme radical lbgtq movement is going on this is why drag queen story hour is going on when it fits into the puzzle and you can explain to them this is moving towards the technocratic transhumanist model then you're able to maybe start to get people to sit down and have a dinner conversation with you about this and maybe be able to pull them on to this side because you're able to explain it to them in 20 minutes instead of having to say there's this 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 and this and so i'm going to work on it because i don't see many other people trying to do it and if i can't boil this down then you know i, I can't sit around and wait for other people to try to do it so that's a project i'm working on with a friend of mine that i told you uh might be writing a book and then we're going to um We're going to see if we can boil this down into a Thomas Paine common sense type of pamphlet. But that's big on my radar, folks, because we've been talking about all the different technologies. We've been talking about the different characters, the investors, the governments behind it, the money behind it. And now I'm going to start to show you. The history of technocracy, the history of transhumanism, and then the merger of those two different ideologies and how they're becoming this technocratic transhumanist ideology, which is super dangerous because now it's gotten to the point where actually genetically engineering humans, you know, plants, animals you know mother earth and everything else once we get to the point where these guys dna splice everything and we start actually having cyborgs walking around to be honest with you I don't know what happens at that point. I did just hear this fascinating story today at the picnic where the state of Maryland was working on some regulations that would have essentially stopped midwife home birth services. And so the midwife association went directly. They have a lobbyist who was terrible. So they went directly to the Amish community. And the next thing you know, the Amish community is sitting there saying, wait a second, we don't really get involved with politics. And they said, listen, if this happens, it's going to be almost illegal for you to give home births. And the next thing you know, boom, 300 Amish show up at the state house and they shut the whole thing down and the bill gets crushed. So, it goes to show you, there are natural lifers out there. There are people like the Amish living almost 100% outside of the matrix that were able to pull it off. So, to the person who wrote to me about don't tread on me, the Amish did pull it off in that scenario. But again, if the government decides they're going to go full on and shut down the Amish, they could do that too. They are powerful. They have the laser zappers. They have the satellite they have the geoengineering technology. They have access to our water supplies that they could poison in a moment. But that was a really exciting piece of news to pick up, and I'm going to look into that. We'll do a story on it. Okay, when I get back, we're all done with this stuff, folks. We jump right into Dr. Charles Morgan III. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash go.